Um, that's the biggest thing that, that I've learned is stop selling, just say things that make sense. Welcome to the Referral Bench Podcast, a weekly podcast for business owners and salespeople growing their business with networking and referrals. I'm Ian Campbell, CEO of Mission Suite. And I'm Phil Pelto, CEO of Firestorm. If you're working on growing your network, we have another great episode coming your way today. So grab your beverage of choice and let's get to this week's interview. This podcast is brought to you by Firestorm. Firestorm is a business-to-business networking organization that organizes events and meetings for business owners and professionals where they can meet, build relationships, and share referrals. Learn more at myfirestorm.com. And this podcast is brought to you by Mission Suite, offering small business owners, salespeople, and sales teams the contact management and sales automation software they need to grow their business at a cost that they can afford. Learn more about Mission Suite at www.themissionsuite.com. So uh, today we are here with Shay Phelan from Hosted Solutions. Uh, long journey to get to Hosted Solutions, and hopefully we'll uh, we'll dive into that a little bit. But uh, but uh, Phil here has uh, Shay's bio, so we'll let you. Yeah, this is uh, let, let's uh, let's give Shay an official introduction here. So um, Shay is a Colorado native. I uh, grew up in Vail and attended CSU in Fort Collins. He worked in tech sales for seven years, uh, specifically in small business SaaS solutions. Um, he. Uh, was named Colorado Business uh, Magazine's 2019 Most Powerful Salespeople. I did see that. That was a big honor. And uh, history of being a top five producer for Geico and Zillow, um, Hosted Solutions. And he uh, he has doubled the size of Hosted Solutions in term of employees in, uh, in the last five years and tripled the size of Hosted Solutions in terms of revenue. So that is uh, some amazing stuff. Absolutely. Great to have you on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, man. Thanks for being here. So before we jump into our questions, uh, you know, we just read kind of your brief bio. You want to tell us a little bit about how you got to where you got and uh, just kind of start wherever you want to start? Yeah, for sure. Um, So I guess my career started in sales accidentally. Um, Once I left CSU, I moved down to Tucson for a little bit, Uh, was just applying to all sorts of jobs and just landed at Geico by coincidence. Um, It was a sales role and stroke of luck was good at it. You you like doing what you're good at. Um, So had a ton of success there, decided to move back to Colorado and just stayed in sales because that's, that's what I enjoy. Once I got to Denver, I started working for Zillow and fell in love with the sales process there. They had a great sales program, um, but decided I, it was an inbound sales game. Um, so I was in kind of the cubicle type thing, just answering phones all day. And I wanted something a little bit more. So started applying elsewhere, had a buddy in tech, um, guy named Kyle Moore, who just asked me, he's like, Hey, I've been working with this guy, Patrick, and he's looking for a sales rep. Would you be interested? And I've actually blew him off for about six months. So no, I'm not interested. That doesn't sound like something I'd like to do. Uh, six months later, though, I said, you know, let's at least talk. It turns out Patrick had a small company um, that he'd been working on for almost 10 years at that point. And so he had ideas of growing and um, kind of growing a sales rep inside the company and, and start to grow the employee count. So he trusted me in that role. And now I'm kind of running the company for him. But I really focus on the side of sales and marketing. 
So it's it's been fun. Nice. That's awesome, man. Very nice. Very yeah. nice. So, all right, give us a little bit of background on uh, um, your uh, your experience with referrals and networking as it pertains to growing this business, and you know, kind of, um, I don't know, maybe a, a lesson learned. We'll we'll start with that. So, referral selling was a huge adjustment to me when I got to Hosted Solutions. Um, like I said, I was I was in the cubes for these other companies and smiling and dialing was what we did all day. Um, we called direct. Um, I was making anywhere from hundred to 200 calls a day. Um, just trying to schedule guys, talk to them when it was relevant, trying to sell as much as I could. Um, and that's how I learned selling. Patrick was the one that got into referrals. Um, and he, t- he told me about it and I was really bad at it for a really long time. And we were looking at my numbers and I'm like, like, Patrick, I would do so much better if you just let me call these businesses direct. Like, I just, I can't control my destiny when I'm relying on these guys to give me leads. And he's like, trust the process. It'll happen. It was, it was a huge learning curve. Um, fast forward to today. Um, I don't do any direct. We 100% get all of our clients by referral. Um, that's, that's our focus. That's all, all we do. And I wouldn't have it any other way. I feel like I can control over my business by going through referrals and only referrals nice but yeah that's us so oh god i was just gonna say no it's interesting that you um you said you had more control over your business now versus in the past where you know when you were able to just go out and bang out 100 or 200 calls and like you know cold calling sucks but it's like super predictable um so it, like yeah. you want to talk a little bit more about that and like how you think it's more you know consistent now yeah so in a short term, if I had one month and I had, I'm a brand new business and I had to make it happen. Um, you know, I'd probably bang out the phones. Yeah. I, I really probably would. Um, where I feel like I have more control in the business is my number one goal is to grow hosted solutions. So with the growth mindset, basically what I've learned is a referral source. If I do a good job creating the relationship on the front end, and we can get one lead and show that guy, hey, we're really good at doing what we do, and we make him look really good, um, he's gonna refer us again. Mm-hmm. And so there's very little effort that needs to go into an existing referral source. So if I create the relationship this year and get one lead from him, I'll have referrals and business coming in for the next two, three, four years. So. The, the reason I like that is because it, it loosens up my time and energy down the road. So one of the things we found is our referral partners on average will give us three to four leads a year. And we, we close our leads from a referral source at over 80%. Wow. wow. So it's, it's a big difference. Um, when you compare that going to direct, and I'd, I'd have to take numbers from other jobs I've had going direct, but I mean, you could easily hammer... 200 phone calls and you might end up, you might end up with one customer at the end and it's going to be multiple touches on that customer. So maybe if you're really good, maybe you can get that number to three and it's inconsistent there, but it's, it's going to take a lot of calls and number of touches on, on them. And you don't know which one's going to close. So it's just a lot more energy and you have to keep doing that day in, day out. You don't have a lot of time to do anything else. Um, 
But where the control comes in is I can get these referral partners on and it's a lot of time and energy up front, but they also want to talk because we're in relevant fields and we just close. The goal is to get one customer together, do a good job. They'll keep referring you and your time and energy are going to open up as time goes on. And I can always add more referral partners. I still have the same referral partners as seven years ago, and I'm adding to that list today. Nice. So that's interesting because a lot of times we'll talk about referral partners and, you know, growing through referrals as just an easier way to get money, right? An easier way to make money because, you know, we, you get me to, to the points that you were making, you know, we're getting, you're, you're, you're seeing uh, uh, better closing ratios. You're seeing more value out of, it sounds like you're seeing more value out of those deals. But yeah. uh, one of the things that you said that, uh, that I don't, I think a lot of us tend to forget to think about anyway, is the, is the time savings that, you know, I mean, to get, you bang out a hundred phone calls, that's your day, right? I mean, you're not doing, you're maybe doing, you know, three or four other things that day that are short kind of task-based things, but not necessarily anything that's super productive, right? So it sounds like, but then that sounds like one of the key kind of benefits that you've kind of discovered or realized through building it, through growing through referrals. Yeah, exactly. And again, it, it takes time for a relationship to, for that trust to build and for somebody to be confident enough to refer you or to come across an opportunity to refer you. So it's not a get rich quick thing. Um, if I wanted a client fast, I mean, banging the phones might do it, but you do that for six months. I mean, you're going to run out of steam and and you're never going to be able to grow your business. Mm -hmm. that, and that's the, that's the big thing is because, I mean, your bandwidth is taken. So the biggest thing is it, it loosens up your time down the road and, and clients will continue to come in. It's something that pays off in the long term. So, yeah, so that's awesome. So uh, really kind of, you know, to, uh, I think you, you made a good point that, you know, running out of steam is a real concern when it comes to. Uh, when it comes to that sort of stuff. Because um, again, I mean, would you say that you agree with uh, with Phil's concept here that uh, cold calling is punishment for not networking? Yeah, I, I would. I, it's funny because like, I don't mind cold calling if it works. Um, I you do run out- First I'm person I've ever heard say that. <laughs> I, just, I stopped thinking about it. I just, all right, if this is how- if this is how I'm going to grow the business, if this is how we're going to get the client, stop thinking about it, just do it. I've always been the type of person like, hey, we got to hammer these out. Um, but the reason I go to the referral side is because it, it works. It works better. Um, small businesses, you also have to wear a lot of hats. And so if, if you're spending all your time on, like cold calling, I mean, you have no time for anything else. Yeah, what, right. what other hats can you wear? Um, so, so, yeah. Um, Talk a little bit about how, you know, your, your system is for um, both identifying your referral partners and then also like nurturing that relationship. Cause you said, you know, it's a, it's a lot of work and effort to, you know, keep in touch with them and stay top yeah. of mind and, and all that stuff. So like, how do you approach that? Yeah. So I remember actually talking with Ian about this a few years back. Um, what we've started to do is we use LinkedIn and instead of going direct to customers, I use LinkedIn to find my referral partners. So we sell phones 
And that kind of falls under the category of IT. And so we've recognized that these fractional IT guys or managed service scene partners, they get questions about phones. They're also looking at the business's IT and they can diagnose a situation where a new phone system might make sense. So that's all we look for is I, I look for these guys and I send them messages that, that make sense. Um, that's the biggest thing that, that I've learned is stop selling, just say things that make sense. Okay, let's unpack that one a little bit. That might be the most amazing thing I've heard in a long time. Shay said, stop selling, just say things that make sense. And it sounds so simple, but let's uh, t- dive a little bit into it. And uh, he does as well in uh, the, the rest of the interview. But uh, um, his, his idea is to not sell the client. His idea is to sell the referral partner because it makes a lot of sense. They need a partner that does something that Shay does that they don't do. Um, in, in the podcast with uh, Dean, we talked about uh, creating an ideal referral partner profile. And that is exactly what Shay has done and then has utilized that uh, to grow his business. So he's only making one sale that can then net him multiple sales going forward. So in his case, he talks about uh, you know, IT providers that have visibility to the type of conversation that he wants to have with those people. And it makes sense for them to refer Shay because they need that service for their client and they don't provide it. And it's such a simple thing, but if you can figure out who those people are that are having those conversations and they can refer you business, you only have to make one sale and it's not even a sale. It's a, you know, a service that you're offering a, a value add for that other provider. Um, and it's such an amazing, uh, concept. So let's listen to Shay talk about that a little bit more. Stop selling, just say things that make sense. So <laughs> what I tell them is like, Hey, you're in it. So am I, you service small businesses. And so do I, I would love to be a connection of yours. And they, they add me on LinkedIn. Um, the next thing I do is I send them a thank you saying, Hey, thanks for connecting. I really hope we get a chance to talk down the road. It's, it's very low pressure, but it also plants the seed that we're going to talk down the road. Um, so then when I come two weeks later and say, Hey, we've been connected for a couple weeks, would you be interested in talking to me on the phone about our businesses? It's something they're prepped for. And they usually say yes, because I've made sense of everything. It's not coming out of the dark. It's not like, what is this guy selling? It's like, no, we're talking about our businesses. It, It makes sense. So I use LinkedIn to diagnose these opportunities and to make these business or these IT guys wanna talk to me about our businesses. And then it's on the phone call that we go into the next phase of like, all right, well, let's quickly establish if there's if there's some room to do business together. And so I I go directly into it. Hey, so what kind of services are you providing and who are you providing them for? If those things match up for me and I, I know what services make sense and I know what our clients look like, three, three to 50 employees, um, I mean, multi-location's great. And then I need to work with a guy that works on networks and desktop support. 
if he does any other type of IT, like he sell, like he sells some sort of software, they're probably not going to talk about phones that much. So I, I've really, I tried to only sell the people that it makes sense for. So that's, that's kind of been our process. And then one of the things I've started to realize, I sell the referral partner 20 times as hard as I sell the client. So I, I will spend a ton of time with that guy, explain what we do, understanding what they do. Um, we build our entire program. We compensate these guys for referring our services. I, I spend all my time telling them why we're trustworthy, why our service is better than somebody else. Ask them what they've experienced in the past. I sell the IT guy 20 times as hard. I give them all the information they possibly need and it's a lot of time. It's a lot of energy. But if we can get that one client on board and they can see it, well, that one cell is going to potentially be 20 cells down the road. But you only have to sell them hard once. Yeah. So that's, that's what we've discovered. I think that the what you may have said, one of the most profound things that I've ever heard is stop selling and just say things that make sense. Right. I mean, I think that's the perfect hook for the, for, for the beginning of this particular interview. Yeah. But, uh, but so how do you get them to that first sale? Right. Like, cause I mean, there's, again, if you're selling th the, uh, it's, you have kind of a similar channel style model, right? Or a similar model to the channel style model in the way that you're building those referrals and actually growing by referral. Um, yeah. And so, you know, how do you get them to, I mean, are you keeping in touch with them regularly? How often are you touching base with them? How are you doing that? How are you managing that? You know, what's your, so between the time that you have that first phone call and, and the time that you get that first deal together, what are you doing in between then to make sure that, you're the one that they think about. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I would emphasize the importance of that first phone call. Um, the first phone call is going to tell them a lot. Um, it's going to tell them, I mean, you really need to build that around the fact that you're doing this for them. Um, we always hear the acronym WIFM, what's, what's in it for, for them um, or what's in it for me really build what's important to them. Um, I really understand everything from not just the type of services and who they sell it to, like who their clients are, but I really want to understand, have you ever done anything with phones before? If, if the answer is yes, okay, what'd you experience? Mm -hmm. Did you like it? Did you not like it? If they haven't done anything before, make it sound easy. Hey, like it's, it's really an easy thing. It's not a big deal. Um, again, say something that makes sense. I know your industry, this might only come up once or twice a year for you. It's not going to be your bread and butter, but when it comes up, consider me as an option. I would love to be a resource for you. If you say something that makes sense so that they don't feel obligated to send you something every month, they'll consider you. So the, there's a lot that you need to communicate in that first call. And if you do a good job on that first call, then yeah, the, there is a follow-up cadence. Um, I, with the guys that I sell to, um, they, they like to know how things work. They like to know how technology works. So once a month, I'll send them something they can read in 30 seconds or less that teaches them one thing about how our phone system works with their IT. So I just teach them one thing. They got to read it in 30 seconds or less because 
if it's like as long as a, a massive newsletter that takes them 10 minutes to get through, they're not going to read it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing is I include a personal message at the top. So it takes a lot longer, but I include something we talked about and, and then I give them something they can read in, in less than 30 seconds. The other thing that I've realized is that still doesn't even get read all the time. It gets read more, but it's still not good enough. Um, to this to today, I still try to crank out anywhere from five to 15 calls a day to my, my established relationships, mm-hmm. to especially, and I focus on the guys that have given me business already, because um, those are the guys that are most likely to repeat. Sure. Um, but I'll make five to 15 calls a day. I won't get a hold of all of them. It doesn't take long to leave a message being like, hey, it's Shay. Just seeing how things are going. Uh, remember, if there's anything phone related, I'd love to be an option. It doesn't take long. So if 15 calls might take me 30 minutes. Uh, if I get a guy on a phone, he doesn't want to talk to me for more than five minutes. So just say, hey, just wanted to touch base, see how things are going. How'd the last one go? Great. Cool. Let's let's keep doing business together. It's good to talk to you again. That goes a long way. Mm-hmm. So, we still make that touch. I mean, I think it, it goes a lot farther than just a drip marketing can or drip email campaign does. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Well, and if you have uh, you know, a sweet product like Mission Suite, I was gonna say, you yeah, you could do the automated right. voicemail drop. Yeah, right. yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with a with a software system or using a drip marketing campaign, though. You know, right? You're always looking for efficiencies, though, because I mean, again, you have to protect your time. Yeah. So right, having right. something like it does. It gives you the sense of the per- personal touch, right? Uh, but it's but it's efficient. So the efi- finding the efficiencies is everything. Absolutely, um, absolutely. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So, um, you know, you've been kind of hitting on all of the you know questions that we would ask and given answers to them before we asked, which is great. Uh, <laughs> what what's a what's a good like success story that you can think of with uh, you know referral partners and strategic relationships and stuff like that. Yeah. So we got a good one. Uh, my favorite is you just never know who you're going to do business for. Um, I remember, so we had an IT guy in Denver and he asked us, he's like, Hey, I got a little client. They're just getting started. Um, and this was for office cabling. So in Colorado specifically, we'll do a lot of, um, office cabling or low voltage data cabling. And so we're like, yeah, sure. How many people he's like, uh, they have nine employees. We're like, cool when would you like us to come out scheduled it um so we didn't even have to sell it this guy had used us before and he just he says hey these are the guys we need to use and so he just calls us and we show up and that's how we work and and that happens if you do a great job for these guys they don't want to keep searching for other options they just mm-hmm. want something that's tried and true so for this guy we were his tried and true cablers we show up and we we go through the cabling and they this small company of nine employees bought this huge office. I mean, we're talking 25 rows of cubes and they were using one row. And we're like, what are you guys doing? And we're like, do you want us to cable all these or just one? They're like, oh, just, just this one for now. Um, but we're growing. Every client tells us that. Every client <laughs> thinks they're going to be the huge company. Um, it's really like, okay, yeah, that's great cabled it out. Um, and we had to do a wireless access point and it didn't have any clips that they bought it used on Amazon. 
And so we're like, hey, like, how do you want us to hang this? There's no clips to hang it to the ceiling. Manager comes up, uh, grabs some duct tape, rolls it up, slaps it against nice. the wall. We're like, okay, that's, if that works for you, works for us. We're not going to say anything. You're the customer. That's great. Uh, <laughs> they called us back maybe a month later. We did two more cubes uh, or two more rows of cubes. They called us back a few months later. Eventually, we filled all 25 rows. Wow. The crazy part about that is uh, fast forward like a year, year and a half later, they had to move out of that office into a new office, and we've now cabled five floors for them. Whoa. That, that company's Zoom communications. <laughs> so awesome. I just... I just, I never heard of them. I remember asking them about their product. They were showing me and I was like, okay, like that's, that's cool. Kind of like go to meeting. <laughs> like, I was going to say, how will they ever compete with go to meeting? To hang access points on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was my thought at the time. If I could go back, um, my question would be like, Hey, how much can I buy stock for? Yeah, like, right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's great. We probably would have made more money on the stock than we did on the cabling jobs. Yeah. That's <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Oh wow, they've been having a you know bang up year so. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, that's also why you you try to do a good job for right clients. It's not only good for the referral partner, but you never know how how big those jobs will get. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, so I've got a question. I uh, you know you had started your business and, you know, built up Colorado. And then you just, you know, recently made a move uh, to Minnesota. And how did you use, you know, the stuff that we're talking about to get a presence in Minnesota and then grow your business in Minnesota as well? And, and did you yeah. have to kind of prep before the move or has it been, you know, I, we moved and then hit the ground running and, and how has that all panned out? I wish it was uh, more planned out. Um, we, one of the reasons we moved is we have a one and a half year old daughter. And so we were moving to be closer to my wife's family. And so things were already chaotic with the move. I mean, there was very little planning that got to be done. Um, once I got here, I remember being like, okay, now what? <laughs> like, what, what do I do? Um, and that's really when, when we started to double down on our referral partner relationships and we started to leverage some tools and LinkedIn um, to go after referral partners. Um, it was kind of interesting because during, during quarantine and during this whole COVID time, um, a lot of our partners had free time. Um, they weren't able to go out and see customers or manage networks or do a whole lot. They were really busy for the first month and then things really slowed for them. So they were, they were available to talk. Um, so we weren't selling a ton for the first couple months, but we were creating a lot of relationships. And when you create those relationships on the front end, they turn into business on the back end. And so we're just now seeing the, the fruits of that labor. Um, but yeah, it was, there was moving to Minnesota, it definitely, it definitely took a minute to kind of reshift the gears and figure out how we were going to do it. Um, we've also really established ourselves outside of Colorado now. Nice. Whereas three years ago, 80% of our business was Colorado. 20% was outside. That's my goal is to switch that. And we're now at about 60, 40. So 60% wow. out of Colorado and only 40% in. All right. Yeah. So, um, 
now Shay and I used to be in a networking group together. Um, and you know, when he talks about a lot of not a lot of planning happening, I think he made the announcement to the group that he was moving like two weeks before, I think it was, uh, <laughs> something like that. Right. Um, but have you, and I know that you, I mean, you did particularly well with uh, the, a bunch of the people in that group and whatnot. I mean, cause you found a number of really key relationships yeah. right, that you, that you worked on. And then, I mean, not that you didn't, build relationships with the rest of the group as well. But inside of that group, you had a number of key relationships. So I guess I have two questions here. First of all, I mean, have you found a group that you're working, that, that you're going to and, and getting involved in now in Minnesota, now that you're there? Um, and second of all, are you kind of, do you, are you taking that same pattern? Are you taking that same uh, kind of strategy, I guess, with the rest of, uh, with the that networking work that you're doing now to build those relationships? Yeah. Okay. So I am not going to a group here in Minnesota right now. Is that uh, because there's nothing as cool as Firestorm? That is exactly the reason, <laughs> but uh, a big part of it, I was I was looking for something. I was uh, thinking about talking to Phil about starting a group, but just with COVID and everything, there's just not a lot going on um, in person. And I, I find the most value of Firestorm was to go in and meet people on a weekly basis. I mean, you basically get to a reason to sit in front of your referral partners every single week and talk about business related things, um, which was a huge value to ours of ours. Um, so I'm not going to a group now, but I would love to when things start opening up again. Um, and then am I using any of the things I learned from Firestorm today? And the answer is absolutely. One of the things that I realized our group was between 15 and 20 people. Actually, it got over for a while. Yeah. Um, and something that I realized really quickly is like, okay, there's 20 people and I'm talking to everybody. I'd get one-on-ones with everybody mm -hmm. and we sit down and talk. And I started to quickly realize like what conversations made sense for who. And one of my favorite people that I was able to talk so openly with was a gal named Beth Klepper, who runs a, a video marketing company. And we, we would get coffee and it was just very apparent, like, okay, Beth really likes me. I really like Beth. If she comes across phones, she'll refer me. The odds of her coming across phones or a phone need is almost zero. And so I really focused. I was like, okay, there's 20 people here. Who, who is going to have a conversation related to phones? And I focused very hard on those. So I made sure to get coffee and one-on-ones with everybody, but the people that would actually have a, a conversation about phones or might come across it, those are the types of guys I was getting their coffee with them every other month. Mm -hmm. I was getting coffee. I mean, there were guys that I got coffee with every month, um, partially because we like we got along and everything and we could talk, talk shop all the time. But I would really focus on the people that would have conversations that were relevant. And I was having conversations that were relevant to them. I would really focus on that. And so where I've taken that in Minnesota is now when I talk to these guys, 
I don't mess around. I know exactly what I'm looking for. I really know the profile of the guy that's going to refer me to, to businesses. And I, and they ask me all the time. I mean, there's guys in Arizona that say, Hey, Shay, do you think you'll ever be able to refer me? And before younger sales person, you, you always want to be able to say yes. <laughs> I don't, I don't mess around anymore. I said, no, uh, odds are I, I will probably never refer you in, in Arizona. It, I'm just not talking direct to businesses to find a need for you. And I say, but then I say something that makes sense. And I, so I, I tell him no, which makes sense. He gets to put that together. And then I tell him, I'm like, but this is the value I can add you, add for you. Like, is that interesting to you? Like, can we create a relationship here? And usually if you make enough sense, like they'll say yes. So that's, that's where I start. I, I just have learned, don't be yes, don't force things. Just look for what makes sense and say it out loud. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's a key lesson is, you know, just don't force it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Gotta be that. That's yeah, exactly. Uh, so what, uh, what do you think for, uh, you know, advice you want to impart on our, our listeners, drop some nuggets of knowledge, share your <laughs> wisdom, <laughs> say, say things that make sense. You're right. <laughs> I think that one took me so long to figure out, like, I was just trying to find the golden nuggets. I mean, I just wanted the silver bullet, like, Hey, what's going to make all the difference in the world. And mm -hmm. when I took a step back and was like, Hey, like what makes sense and really wrote it down. And I looked at it and like, all right, am I BSing myself here? Or does this actually like fit? Um, things really started to, to fall into place. So I think because that was such a hard one for me to learn, um, that, that would probably be my word of, Sounds so simple, but it's it's so true that so many people fall away from that. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome, awesome. Well, think they feel pretty good. Uh, so Shay, thank you so much for joining us here today. This has been awesome, man. You've really uh, you've you've shared a lot of insight, and you know, like I say, that say things that make sense. That's going to be my new motto. <laughs> <laughs> Please do it. Yeah awesome man very cool well cool yeah thanks for your time and uh, i think that uh that about yeah. wraps it up for for That's today sums awesome. it up man thanks yeah, so thank much you. we appreciate it appreciate you guys having me yeah awesome man. cheers